On today's show, is your straight hair giving you cancer? And a lady came in for butt stuff and got more than she bargained for. And this hot sauce has got me triggered. And also, why does this town have more cavities than any other town in the area? All this and much, much more we discuss here on Deacon Live. How are you? How are things? How are things going? Are you doing okay? And let me just start off by saying I'm sorry. That's the only way I can explain it. But I'm sorry. I know everyone was waiting around last week for next week's show. Um, and... And a lot of things just kind of popped up. I mean, one thing fell into another, fell into another. Uh, wait, before I get started, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, a beautiful town we like to call Marshville. We sit on about 22-some-odd acres here. We have horses, chickens, cattles, dogs, cats, so me, oh my. And uh, make sure you follow us on Facebook as well. And uh, the way you find all our social links is to go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on Social Contacts, and you can see all the links that links us to you and you to us as well. And for every podcast we do we have a matching video where you can see me waving to the camera my new hairstyle i got my mohawk standing up well sort of it's the headphones kind of keep half of it down but my wife says i'm not giving you a mohawk and i'm like going why <laughs> do i have like some kind of business uh attire i need to go to a suit i'm not a suit and tie guy anymore i was for many years but not anymore so those suit and tie guy days are over so i could have whatever i want i i was actually thinking to myself i know i'll get back to what i was talking to about earlier i was actually thinking to myself you know growing up bought my first house at 18 19 years old and then i started getting into what i wanted to do got into radio was on a couple different little small shows and and climbed and internet and so on and so forth you can see my biography go to my linkedin page (laughs) you can see all the stuff that i've done and one of the things that we had was i didn't have to worry about my physical appearance and we had a tattoo artist or tattoo piercing parlor on one of our shows that was a a sponsor so every week they would come in and, and stick a needle in my face somewhere so there was a time where i had had, I, I lost count, I think like 13 piercings in my face. And then I hit 30 years old, you know, a couple years ago. And uh, I said, I don't want to be that guy anymore or be that guy walking around with piercings in their face. And now as time has progressed, I'm starting to see people that are 50, 60, 40, some odd years old. And they got that stupid... Uh, sorry, I'm hitting the microphone with my rings, <laughs> my my skull and crossbones ring, um, that stupid ring that goes through their nose that keeps pig from digging in the dirt. So I'm like going, you know what? Maybe I'll maybe I'll bring back piercings. Maybe I'll get all my eyebrows pierced again. Maybe I'll get my labray pierced again. Maybe I'll get all the what's the industrial the I had so many different piercings I forgot all the names for them. So maybe I was thinking about getting that done, but who knows? <laughs> Baby steps, right? Baby steps. Would I look good? Yes, I would look good. I'd look awesome in anything. When my wife was cutting my hair for my mohawk, she's like, I don't know. I don't know what it's going to look like. And, you know, my wife's cutting my hair because we're out in the middle of nowhere. So she's cutting my hair and I'm like, no, take it down like this and do like. And then when we were all said done, she looked at me and goes, hmm. I go, yeah. She's like. You look pretty damn hot. <laughs> I go, babe, I can pull off any look, any look. You know, you you slap it on me, uh, this goatee and stuff. I've been rocking this for a while because my wife likes it. She thinks uh, it's that 90s look, the, the mustache and goatee with the little soup strainer right here in the middle. And uh, so, you know, I'll change it up now and then. So maybe I'll go back to piercings and stuff. Anyways, the reason why I was late, or, or we kind of skipped out on last week's show. Actually, we didn't skip out. I had some stuff I had to do. My neighbor next door is building a huge 42 by 42 two foot workshop 
concrete four foot tall footer around the whole base of the you know the footer on the ground where it goes you know concrete down two foot into the ground they pour concrete and then they run all the rebar up and now they're putting the the four foot wall that's around there well of course to put a concrete wall in there you've got the machine the sound of the machine trucks the concrete trucks pouring deep beep 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 you got the back hoe the forward hoe the side hoe out there beeping and booping around and then you've got the mason saw that's out there and that's like sounding like, you know, cutting through tin cans all day long. You know, we're up here in this studio, this big 800 square foot studio, which is above our three car garage. It's a finished room. You know, it's got AC, the heat's pumping right now. It's Everything's wired for everything. It's a finished room. It's like a small apartment up here. And we turned it into a studio for the podcast. Unfortunately, it's not 100% soundproof. And when you get machines after machines beeping and booping out there, it's, it makes for a total wreck of trying to record or do anything silent up here. So you're not hearing a whole bunch of background noise. And I know people out there that have the, the real good sensitive like Bose headphones and your iPods plugged into your, your ears. Where else would you put them in? Your eyes? You can hear like when a heavy, heavy truck runs by the property. Uh, you can hear or if the guy next door is mowing the lawn. It's When you're in the country, the voices carry type deal. Alright guys, we got a big show to get into. Enough about what's going on here. Let's talk about what's going on out there in the world and what we missed in the last uh, two weeks or so. So stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Christy Jakes, all the way from Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. This is her latest song, Limitless. For more information, check her out over at ProfitRadio.com. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I can't even operate a leaf brower. Brower. Yeah. Brower. Here. If you don't eat breakfast, you start drinking, your tongue will not say bull. God, why can't the English teach their children how to speak? Call 407-448-8800. What the hell? Deacon Live now presents you Yvette Lopez with her latest song, Faded. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. keep asking what I'm doing. Find myself getting so damn lost up in your love. I feel faded, so deep in it. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you follow us on all your social networks. And the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on social contacts. While you're over there, get yourself something for free. Fill out that little section there that says free swag. We got some buttons, some magnets, some stickers, a whole bunch of stuff out there. Uh, make sure you click on that and we'll send you out something for free just for being part of the show. Just sir. Saying thank you for, for listening to us and, and downloading us and, and sharing us wherever you are located at. And again, I apologize for not skipping out on last week's show. The conditions weren't 100% as far as getting the show to my standard. Whether you're, it's your standard, I don't care. <laughs> but to my standard, to make a nice product for you, uh, it was just too much noise in the background all week long. They were banging and clanging and, and doing all the stuff next door, and it just wouldn't have made for a good show. It was a lot going on. So I apologize, and I'll try to make it up to you. Well, I am going to make it up to you right now. So we're doing this show. Who knows where the day is going to 
going to take us. Now, someone who doesn't know what's going on out there as far as this product, are you familiar with GIF or GIF, depending on what side of the aisle you want to argue about? And it's G-I-F. You've seen them on your uh, on Facebook feed. Someone will post something. Hey, are you running to the store? And it's got Forrest Gump running out and down the road and out and down the road. You know, these little short little clips that are out there. They're called GIFs or GIFs, like I said before. Well, they are slowly, slowly going away. The Internet's file format has been diagnosed as cringe, but there are other threats to its existence. The GIF is on its deathbed. Let's put it that way. Uh, in 2015, GIFs had to be smaller than one megabyte before it could be uploaded to the most social platforms. Fiddling with them was worthwhile because GIFs were very more important. This is the person who was actually designing the GIFs that were out there. I'm going to say GIFs because GIF is peanut butter, all right? You had to have them. Everyone wanted them. They were visually stylish, and the audience craved them. Not only did, did this person make a dozen per day for a website that she worked for, but I often made extra ones for coworkers who requested them for personal use use. Great. Gifts particularly reaction gifts such as Michael Jackson's chomping on popcorn and Mariah Carey muttering I don't know her was the base lingo for the internet at the time now gifts are moving into another category there was actually a exhibit that was done in New York called moving images as gestures it was a file formatted for the internet generation then head of creative strategy David Hayes told Mashable in 2016 while more than 23 million gift based posts were uploaded to the site he worked with every day as the gift star rose gift searching features were added to facebook twitter iMessenger, and so on and so forth so if even if you you know you just want to type something i always do that in facebook if someone types something up there instead of me just like giving a thumbs up if i really really know you i'll look for a gift that kind of matches Ooh, that'd be funny but you have to have that kind of catalog in your mind to see if it's even out there so at the turning point these search features surface the same gifts over and over and over again and they were starting to get a little old and outdated. That's what I liked about them because they're old and cheap looking. It's like watching an old 80s movie. You're like, going, oh, I remember that and so on and so forth. But GIFs are for boomers now. Sorry, that's what they're saying. And older adults became more familiar with GIFs through this new accessible library attached to essential everyday apps. GIFs became somewhat embarrassing. The future is dark for GIFs. They will soon disappear forever like the Homer Simpson backing up into the hedge. So now Meta or Facebook has tried to acquire Giphy, G-I-P-H-Y, which is a place where you can actually find all the, your gifts and stuff and you have to download them. It's a huge website. But the UK-based company put a block to Meta or Facebook, the combination of the two, from buying it. The attorneys for Giphy said that what the way they actually blocked it was Giphy pushed back by roasting themselves, saying Giphy has no proven revenue stream of any significance. The Giphy company lawyers wrote in a filing with a competition of the marketer's authority. No company other than Meta are interested in buying it. So we know that because we've asked Adobe, Amazon, Apple, ByteDance, Snap, Twitter, and they all said no. So basically, they pushed back and said, you know what? Uh, we're not selling it to you because there's no real value to what we do. We just think it's fun and cheap. I don't think there's any real big advertisements on the side. But anyway, so you're going to start seeing the GIF. Did I say GIF before? I apologize if I did. It's not peanut butter. The GIF is slowly, slowly going away, and you're not going to see any more new ones that are coming out there right now. But this woman right here, a Brazilian butt lift, commonly known as a BBL. Now, if you're not familiar with the BBL, I Essentially, what they do is they kind of tuck and plug and pull, and I think they squirt like some uh, 3M silicone up in there. 
to give yourself a nice um, Kardashian-type looking butt. The more it becomes popular, the more expensive it is. It has become so popular overseas to find cheaper ways to contour their body. But doing so comes with a consequence. According to one woman named Anita, a life coach, made up title completely, who took to YouTube to share the tale of a friend who went from a Brazilian butt lift overseas and ended up without a kidney. And if you want to see this video for a podcast we do, we have a matching video. You can see it here on the show. I'm going to go to camera four, and here we go. We're going to see what Anita, a life coach, has to say about her friend getting a Brazilian butt lift and coming out with a, without a kidney. Here we go. Hello, my name is Anita, and I am your life coach. Here's a disclaimer. I don't care what you do with your body. Do what you want. Hold on. I'm a life coach. I don't care what you do with your body. I don't care what you do in life, but I will tell you how to live your life. It's totally backwards. I was just in Puerto Rico and I was like, oh my God, like literally, literally everyone is out there having BBLs. Like, but sheesh, come on. Like the most, listen, this is one of the most dangerous surgeries. When did it become such a trend to just roll the dice? Roll the dice. I might die. I might not die. I got three to four kids, but I want to get a BBL. Half of the people with these BBLs don't even have a man. There's a lot of men coming out saying, we don't like this. Wish. Well, they're trying to get a man. And that's why they're getting a BBL, so. Confidence. To not put their life on the line, guys. There's a lot of things you can do. Squats. You could wear, like, those little girdle butt things that will lift your butt. I don't have time. My friend around seven months ago, she went to DR and. Dominican Republic. Your friends, they don't listen to you. Friend, I respect you. Do what you do. But just be careful. One thing about IG that you have to know is these girls get paid to promote these doctors. Whatever amount you pay towards that doctor is being cash out to the same girl that's like, oh yeah, say my name, say I sent you. She goes to DR, right? She gets the surgery done. She had lipo and she had a tummy tuck and then she has a physical, right? But since then she was complaining. She was complaining of just body aches, headaches, you know, just feeling really heavy all the time. So she went to the doctor and the doctor tells her, hey, we just got your blood results. Why is your kidney count low? So then the doctor says, have you had any surgery? (laughs) Why is your kidney count low? All right, let's see. Uh, Blood, okay. Uh, enzymes okay. Kidneys, is there two in there? What? There's only one? Kidney count is low. <laughs> yes, I've had tummy talk. I've had BBL, all of these things. So she has a CAT scans on. It shows up she only has one kidney. So down in DR, this botch organ selling doctor took one of her kidneys. She thought she was getting the steal of her life. She was like 3500 for all that. Yes, yeah, stole her kidney. Up. Little did she know that the doctor was actually selling her kidney. I don't know how much kidneys go on the black market. Did she say black market? More than 3500 Now she's trying to contact this doctor. Now she's trying to find now, okay, where is this doctor? This doctor disappeared, guys. Disappeared. The girl that was on freaking IG, come to find out, that girl was not even real. That girl was no. not even a real person. No. That girl was a botch account, fake ass account. No. Account was actually taken down. It was shown. All those pictures were taken off of Google. Those were Google stole pictures. So that wasn't even a real person. Say it's not so. Say it's not so. You want to? You went to a, a, a third world country to have. A a Brazilian butt lift is what they're calling it. Let me switch back to camera one so we can see it, see me, and we can all be friends. So you went to a third world country where they're basically, you know, it's it's wild, wild west out there. They can do whatever they want. There's no real doctor certification. Uh, like I always say about, it's like Dr. Nick from The Simpsons. Hi, everybody. <laughs> I'm here for a butt lift. Okay. Uh, you don't need this uh, thing in the back here. It's in the way. So let's go ahead and pull this.
this thing out that looks like a bean, uh, the kidney bean, wink, wink. All right, we'll put that over there. Look how much thinner you look. All right, thank you. Come again. No, that's someone else, but still. First of all, one, you're dumb. Two, you're dumb. And three... Don't don't get the Brazilian butt lift. Get the Brazilian blowout. It looks a lot better in your hair. And it probably gives you cancer, too, and we'll get into that here in a little bit. Stick around. we got a lot more to get into. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to the JR Band with their latest song from album number two. This is called Milkshake. For more information, check them out at ProfitRadio.com. Don't like Nothing. internet radio. I do not like internet radio. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. I can't believe she could carry that much candy around in a Ooh. sack. It was unbelievable. I think she took shifts. 407 Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Are you receiving me? Over. Did I tell you one about some shorts today? Were they long shorts or short shorts? You know they're short, and then I cut them shorter. You cut them too short sometimes, and your pockets hang out, and you can see everything. I only carry my wallet, three condoms. And your wallet. And if your wallet looks like half of the uh, Olympic symbol. I always find myself in the Mexican ghetto for some reason. I don't know why. Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. Deacon Live now presents you an artist we interviewed last podcast. This is Carissa with her latest song, Radar. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Live. This segment's brought to you by MedicinalTechnologies.com. Check out their new endo oil to help with muscular pains and fibromyalgia. <laughs> I always mess that up. Fibromyalgia. Nailed it. Also helps with scar tissue and so much more. FDA approved and CGMD compliant. Soy free. Check them out at MedicinalTechnologies.com. Now, Born and raised in Florida, the biggest supermarket that we have down there, I say the biggest one, the most popular one is Publix. You can't say Florida without saying Publix. You can't say Publix without saying Pub Subs. Now, for the longest time, we had uh, Winn-Dixie, and I think they're slowly going by the wayside. I hate to say that because they were really good. They had price breaker guarantees and all that stuff. And then there was another company that came in. It was a family. The Goodings family, G-O-O-D-I-N-G-S. And they came in and they tried to compete with Publix. And they had seven different stores. And they brought the whole this whole brand new layout as far as nice clean floors, <laughs> which you would think in a grocery store would be expected. Big, huge produce aisles with big old bins of just fresh fruit and fresh vegetables. And everything looked fresh. And the lighting that they put in the produce section uh, was those the track lighting and stuff. So when you went in there, you felt like you were in this little market, this little cafe. And you're, you're on the streets 
you're you know at a farmer's market and you're getting this produce rather than everything being bagged and cellophane and buying it right off the shelf. It, you felt like you were getting a better product. And of course, with that product comes a better price. And when I say a better price, a bigger price. And I think Goodings basically just sold food outside of their range and kind of collapsed on themselves. They were way expensive. You know, $200 at Goodings would have bought you $700 at Publix or anything else. So they've gone by the wayside. But Publix still reigns supreme in Florida, and they're slowly, you know, working their veins up through North Carolina and or Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina. We've got a couple up here, uh, hit and miss around the area, but it's a tough market to get into. Now, up north, there is uh, a company grocery store named Kroger. Now, Kroger has some stores down in Florida. Another company that also had a bunch of stores down in Florida was Albertsons. Now, up north, I guess they're pretty much, the Kroger brand is, is pretty much dominant up there. But what's happening is Kroger and Albertsons are uniting to create a grocery store chain that spans across the whole continental United States. Kroger announced plans to purchase its competitors as part of a $24.6 billion deal creating one of the largest grocery chains in the United States with nearly a total of 5,000 stores. Kroger operates 120 stores in 84 Michigan cities, so there's no Albertsons in that state. We are bringing together two purpose-driven organizations to deliver superior values to customers, associates, communities, and shareholders. Together, the companies employ more than 710,000 associates operating in 66 distribution centers, 52 manufacturing plants, 30 3,900 pharmacies and 2,000 fuel centers, in addition to the 5,000 stores in the 48 states, including District Columbia. Kroger will buy Albertsons for $34.10 a share, and now's the time to get on your, your Robinhood app, if, if they're still trending, and see if you can buy some. The merge, which still requires regulatory approval, is expected to be finalized in 2024. So everyone out there, get ready. You're going to see a lot more Kroger stores and Albertsons going away. I, maybe they'll they'll do some kind of high hybrid or something where it's a crow al kroger alberts i don't know <laughs> you gotta mesh something up in there figured out what they're gonna do as far as the name is it gonna be for example they had win dixie and they have win dixie marketplace which is their competition for having a nice deli or a nice uh, produce stand in their stores now the world of hot sauce I like hot sauce. My dad likes hot sauce, but he's kind of a pussy about it. <laughs> uh, I was always grown up or had in the house Louisiana hot sauce. And the only reason why I had Louisiana hot sauce is because I always got it from Popeye's. I'm a Popeye's chicken eater, and that's the sauce that they gave you. And it is. It literally says on the bottle, the perfect hot sauce drop or one perfect drop or something. I forget. <laughs> Words are hard sometimes. But now Texas Pete is getting a lawsuit over their brand. The makers of Texas Pete hot sauce faces a lawsuit over the product being made in North Carolina. All right. Come on, people. Here we go. Get ready. Get your pitchforks out. Let's find this guy. A man has filed a class action lawsuit against Texas Pete Hot Sauce after he learned the product isn't actually made in Texas. Instead, the product is made in Winston-Salem, North Carolina, which the lawsuit claims is false advertising. When California resident, there you go, there's your problem right there, Philip White purchase a bottle of Texas Pete at Ralph's Supermarket on September 2021. He believed it was made in Texas, according to the label. Now, hold on. Think about everything that you buy, and it's got some kind of brand, state, city, area. I buy Colombian coffee. Do I think it came from Colombia? No. It's the style that the Colombian, how they make the bean and how they roast the bean and how they grind the bean. But it says right on the bottle, Texas Pete. 
So Philip White said that he believed it was made in Texas, according to the complaint. The lawsuit said White wouldn't have bought the Louisiana-style hot sauce or would not have paid as much for it if he knew of its origins. Okay, so let's backtrack and digest that a little bit. So you're buying Texas Pete, which is a Louisiana-style hot sauce made in North Carolina. So what part are you having a problem with? Because it has Texas Pete on it? Because it's a Louisiana-style hot sauce? Or it's made in North Carolina? The complaint alleges that the makers knowingly capitalize on customers' desire to partake in the culture of authentic cuisines, one of the most prideful states in America. Texas. The hot sauce brand did not immediately respond to this article requesting comment. On Texas Pete website, parent company T.W. Garner Food explains where and why the hot sauce is made in North Carolina. After consulting a marketing advisor, the company's founder, Sam Gardner, landed on Texas Pete because of the state's reputation of a spicy cuisine. And it's a nod to his son's nickname. So there you go. The Current factory built in 1942. Okay. So anyways, he's pissed off because it says Texas Pete on it. It's made in North Carolina. It's a Louisiana-style hot sauce. Does he have an argue? Does he, I mean, when if it says Texas Pete on there, would you think, I don't know Texas as far as being hot sauce. I mean, to a certain point, yes. But what's the commercial where they had the one hot sauce that were like going, it's made in New York City. <laughs> what do they know about hot sauce? That's what you do. That's what you go after them at. If you're a hot sauce eater and it's made somewhere else, here, newsflash for you. Everything is not made exactly where it's made from unless it says on the label where it's made from. Did you get that? Write that down, stick it in a book somewhere, and put it on the shelf, and you'll forget about that here in just one sec. And if you guys out there have your own very own hot sauce and you'd like to send it to me, that's great. I will try it here on the air and give you my vast opinion as far as the way it tastes. And I'll be honest with you. So by all means, and if you want to get that hot sauce to me, just email me at any time at deacon at profitradio.com. And I'll tell you the directions on how to send that to me as well. Love to taste your stuff. All right, guys, stick around. We got a lot more to get into and we're going to talk about how One country is taxing you if you've got cows that burp. Yes, burp. I know. (laughs) It's out there. Stick around. You'll listen to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to an emerging R&B international singer, performer, and remixer of dance music. This is Nini. For more information, check him out over at ProfitRadio.com. What's happening, bitches? Hi, are you interested in including those forgiveness programs? Yes, I am. Okay, so I just need to ask a few questions to track if you're eligible in moments or roughly how much do you owe student loans? About $35,000. But are you still in school right now, or do you have any plans of going back? What's the benefit of both? You can't go back to school from anywhere between six to nine months. Is that okay? Okay, yeah, that's fine, yeah. So do you have a minimum household income of about $1,000 monthly? Yes, I do. Okay, lastly, do you experience any wage garnishment because of this one? Oh, man, okay, no, I don't. Do that's, that's awesome if I don't do it, right? What I will do now is I'll get a senior loan advisor on the phone that can better assist you. Come on. Awesome. Thank you, Mark. I hope your family does well with the mud villages. Stupid. Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. 
Beacon Live now presents you another song by Yvette Lopez, a former Playboy playmate, now doing what she loves. This is Dive. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. Welcome back to Deacon Lives. We'd love to hear from you, and the way you do that and to be part of the show is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section. Opens up a little microphone on your tablet, wherever you're listening to us from or at. Speak right into your device, your Bluetooth headset, whatever you're listening to is at. And the message comes right to our inbox, and we'll play it on the very next podcast. If you have any questions, if you have any comments, or you just like to say hi, we'd love to hear from you. And that's how you can be part of the show. Go over to ProfitRadio.com, click on Be Heard. And while you're over there, get yourself some free stickers and magnets that we'll send out to you or ship out to you. Now, this time of year, I'm seeing it up here in the studio, believe it or not. Now, for those of you who don't know, uh, we broadcast just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, beautiful town we like to call Marshville. Uh, we sit on about 22 some odd acres here. Uh, we have chickens, cattle, and dogs and horses and goats and all that stuff that makes a, a farm a farm. Actually, we call it a ranch. It's part farm, part ranch. Uh, we have a farm on one side and a ranch with all the animals and livestock on the other side. Now, here uh, we have a three-car detached garage. I know, baller! <laughs> but uh, up upstairs is a completely 800 square foot finished studio. Uh, it's It's got lighting and all that stuff wired so that's where we broadcast our studio out of now part of being outside and kind of detached from the house you know the ac runs up here but it's one of those split units uh we only turn it on when we're up here and when it's not on little critters come in here and this time of year the stink bugs I mean, we've never had them in florida we might have seen one or two i'm from florida born and raised in orlando and i didn't see any stink bugs until we moved up here to north carolina now what's happening now is living in the northern United States could soon mean having to deal with a lot more stinky, invasive neighbors. As the planet warms up, easy on that, the habitat of this invasive stink bug could greatly expand throughout the nation's northern areas as seen in recent studies. The brown stink bugs are known for terrorizing crops, swarming houses during the wintertime months to escape the cold. That's why they're coming up here, because it's nice and warm up here. The tiny bugs pack a massive pungent odor. If you kill them, they smell like they describe the remnants of cilantro and some other people it smells like skunks will fill the air. The bugs have been detected in all 46 states, but are most popular along the east coast from North Carolina... That's us, all the way to New York. Along the West Coast, eh, not so much. They're considering both an urban nuisance and an agricultural pest in 15 states, according to studies published in the Pest Management Scientists, which I get all the time. And that's why my crops didn't do this well this year. My, my corn just took a dump on us. I don't know what happened. Uh, we couldn't get one cob of corn off of everything. So we just kind of ground it up and fed it to the animals. It's expected that the stink bug's habitat will shift further north, particularly in areas in the mid-Atlantic near the Great Lakes and West Coast Valleys including Sacramento, Ohio, Treasure Valley. That expansion, however, will depend on the conditions of the area, especially regarding to precipitation and what kind of migration efforts are put into place. So you might be seeing a little bit more stink bugs out there. I, I hate them because when they fly around, they sound like a bee. You know, bzzz. 
zoom, zoom, and then they land on whatever, and then they're bold. <laughs> they're not scared of you. Like if you wave your hand like a fly, if you got a fly on something, you wave your hand, they, they fly off. A stink bug will land on something, and you wave your hand, and they'll just kind of, like they've got this big horned shell on the back of them, and they're like, I don't care. So I take my finger and go, ping, and it's like flicking a frozen pea across the surface. It uh, ricochets and bounces all over, you know, ping, 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 and then all of a sudden it goes, zzzz, fly again. Now, something else that's happening in our animal planet is animal populations shrank on an average of 69% over the last half century, this study says. Global animal populations are in decline, and we've limited time to try to fix it. Do we? Do we have limited time? I was reading an article the other day where it says dinosaurs were around when dinosaur fossils were around. I mean, that's how long the whole dinosaur... It's not like they were here for like 100 100 years and all of a sudden, boom, they were gone. You know, it took a long time for that species to be totally wiped out. Totally wiped out. According to Living Planet Index, a metric has been in existence for five decades. Animal populations across the world has shrunk on average 69% between 1970 all the way to 2018. Not all animal populations dwindle. Some parts of the world saw more drastic change than others. But experts say that a steep loss in biodiversity has a stark and worrying sign of what's to come in the natural world. All right, now think about it. You know, the population of us humans have grown. I think there was a comedian out there that says, well, there's too much humans here. We need a, a, a some kind of thing that rattles us up and take out a third of our human population because we're not careful and we're not doing the things that we need to do. Everyone's trying to go electric cars now to save on oil, to save on gas and save on, you know, the biometrics of the planet and the heating of the earth and the core and stuff. Give me a break. You know how long we're here on this earth? You know how long we are here on average? 80 years. One person. One person's here 80 years. Humans have been on this planet maybe 5,000 years, maybe in history, if you want to go back that far. Planet's been here for billions of years. Billions. We are such a small drop on this planet and its home its whole entire time schedule. You think we have a difference or that we make a difference. Now we can clean our water up, sure, by all means. You know, don't at the top of the mountain, don't dump oil in the water supply at the top of the mountain because it's going to infest everything at the bottom of the mountain. Those are common things that we can think of. As far as everything else, I don't know. Take it for what you want. Uh, Not all planet populations dwindle. Some parts of the world have seen more drastic change, like I said before. This message is clear and the lights are flashing red, says the WWF International Director, Gerald Marco Lambertini. According to the report's author, the main cause of the biodiversity loss is land use, land use changes driven by human activities such as infrastructure development, energy production, and deforestation. Yeah, I mean, if you dig up the ground where the groundhog lives, he's not going to have anywhere to go. That's the problem. That's your problem. Don't blame it on the environment. Don't blame it on global warming. Blame it on us moving here and there. Even still, have you taken a flight over the United States and looked down at all that empty space that's down there? There is, what, 370 million people in the United States, but we only take up 15% of the United States as far as area? There's a lot of math out there. Throwing numbers at you left and right. Get your calculator out. Now, you want to talk about reducing the environment and, and making the world a better place to live in. In New Zealand, more than a dozen calves wait at a research farm in New Zealand to be fed some kombucha. They're feeding cows some probiotics to help study how it reduces their burps or methane emissions. Now, there was a commercial very long time ago. Some people took it serious. Some people took it as a joke. It was called Flagical because at the time we were a meat processing country. We had cattle. 
then all the cattle have farts, farts have methane, and so on and so forth. But there is some scientific behind that. Kombucha powder is blended into a milk-like substance and fed to the calves at the Massey University Farm in Palmerston, North New Zealand. The regular feeds are part of this series of trials that carried out by New Zealand giant dairy farmers since 2021 to gauge how the effective probiotic is reducing reducing methane emission. I felt like Mike Tyson there for a minute. So for more on the story, don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video so you can see this in real time as we're talking about it here on the show. And this is, we're going to camera four so we can all see the little cow drinking some milk out of its mother's teat. Here we go. How can we reduce the amount of methane in cow's burps? Feed them probiotics according to researchers in New Zealand. These cows at Massey University Farm in Palmerston North are enjoying their daily feed blended with a special extra ingredient, cow butcher. It's a panelly named probiotic that's so far proven itself successful. The true eureka moment um, for me was when we got the results of the first cattle trial back and we were able to show that we got a reduction in methane of up to 20%. Shalom Bassett is the principal scientist at Fonterra Research and Development Centre. So Kalbucha is a natural potential probiotic um, methane busting solution to reducing methane emissions on farm in New Zealand and potentially globally. So the way that we came up with it is that we've got one of the world's largest dairy culture collections. We've got over 40,000 strains here. Um, And we'd been using that collection to look at probiotics for human health applications. Bassett hopes to introduce cowbucha sachets in stores by the end of 2024. So they're saying that if you give cow, what they're calling quote unquote cowbucha, you know, it's a play on words, they're going to get, they'll have less gas, less burping, less farting, less methane, <laughs> methane. So why aren't we all doing that here? I mean, granted, there's probiotics and they're talking about gut health and stuff. And I don't know if you know this or not, but they're actually taking. I forget what the process is called. No, 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 really, really. They're actually taking other people's poop and kind of giving you like a poop enema to get that person's bacteria into your bacteria. It's a mess. I do, that's a whole nother topic on a whole nother day when we haven't had lunch or dinner yet. All right. So, but I mean, bacteria is what we need, I guess, not have so much methane. You need something to break that shit down. All right, guys, when we come back, are you ready for Halloween? This teacher, this kindergarten teacher thought her kids were, and they were not. And the reaction is Incredible. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. Skirt. Done. Did the dash. If you left me now, on battle lash. Money running up. That's a mega tax. He said you cold, girl. Now drop it down and shake it like an avalanche. Shake it like an avalanche. We gon' dance till them cities pop. Money running like an autobot. I need my flow so hard. It You're listening with to Lola the Bunny with her latest song, Time. For more information, Check her out over at BentleyMusic.com. Profit Radio. Profit Radio. Are you receiving me over? I would love to buy her a quattro and just run in along her backside, bitch. What's a, bitch. What's a quattro? It's a Mach 3, except there's one more. Oh. Call 407. Gets rid of more hairs. 448-8800. That is awesome. Hey guys, it's the Deacon, and I want to talk to you about MedicinalTechnologies.com. They have a brand new product that helps all you guys out there that have bad joint pains, inflammation of muscles, and want to heal your scar tissues a little bit quicker. It's called Endo Oil, and the way you get that is go to MedicinalTechnologies.com. Join. Join. 
the next 120 minutes. Your time is coming up! The next 120 minutes here on Profit Radio. It's our turn now! Profit Radio. Deacon Live now presents to you Chrissy Jakes, raised in Charleston, South Carolina, and embracing the whole entire art community, now living in Myrtle Beach. This is another song that she's created called Mama I Love You. For more information, check her out at ProfitRadio.com. Some days are heavy-handed, hard to even breathe, but the world keeps spinning, spinning under my feet. Some days I want to give up, ready to lose the fight, then I think about you, you tell me it will be Welcome back to Deacon Live. Don't forget for our podcast, we do have matching video as well. And uh, I don't know if you saw me during the last segment. There was a stink bug that flew up on our little roof here. I got a track lighting system right here and on the ceiling. And I grabbed my lighter and I was like, ooh, I'm going to get him <laughs> while the article was playing. And I took a lighter and just kind of lit his legs on fire. <laughs> he fell right down. Oh, yeah. The sons of bitches. And while you're over at the YouTube channel, make sure you like and subscribe to us as well. You can see me abuse small insects at any given time, so it's always entertaining. Now, because of my schedule and stuff and because my dentist is so far away now, I've had a lot of work done. I've, I've had root canals and things done. My teeth were neglected for a long time. And once we got settled in where we were going to be, you know, my wife and I got married and stuff. I said, you know what, let's, let's get this fixed. So got everything fixed. I don't know how much it was, five, $6,000 later with insurance. I'm sure it was less than that. But now, you know, every six months I have to go for, actually every four months I go for a cleaning or something like that. And I'm wondering, you know, how they give you that little grab bag and it's always got like a toothpaste and a toothbrush in it. So for the last two years, that's all I've been using is the toothbrush and the toothpaste that they gave me from that dentist's office. And I'm wondering if I go in now, I haven't been there in a year and a half because of COVID and all the other, it's just a pain in the ass to do all that stuff. Now that all the restrictions and everything have been, you know, lifted a little bit, I have to start getting back on a normal routine. Go get my physical, go get my teeth done, do all that stuff. It's not the same place, you know, (laughs) two different places. But I wonder if, you know, if I go in and they go, oh, well, you've got cavities. I'm like, whoa, 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 wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I've been using the toothbrush and toothpaste that you gave me. So isn't this on you? Are you giving me an in- insufficient, a shitty product that I should be using that I should not be using on my teeth? We'll see. I'm going to bring that up and, and see what they say. I maybe record it and catch them in a TikTok video or something. But this town right here was trying to prove a point. Actually, the guy in charge of the water was trying to prove a point. In Richmond, Vermont, residents of a small community were blindsided last month by the news of an official in their waterway department quietly lowered the fluoride levels nearly four years ago, giving rise to the worries of their children's dental health and transparent in the government, highlighting the endurance disinformation around water fluoridation in the water. Katie Mather, who lived in Richmond, a town of about 4,100 people, said that in the Water Commission meeting this 
last week that her dentist recently found her two children's first cavities. She acknowledged that they do eat a lot of sugar, but noticed that their dentist recommended against supplemental fluoride because the town's water should be doing the trick. Her dentist, quote, was operating and making professional recommendations based on the state standards that we all assume was being met, which they were not, Mather said. In fact, in addition, the fluoride to the public drinking water system has been routine in communities across the United States since the 1940s and 50s, but still doesn't sit well with some people. Some countries don't fluorinate their water for various reasons, including feasibility. So there's a long-standing kind of aura about people in England or in the UK. One, they didn't have fluoride pumped into their water for many, many years. I don't know how current it is now, but two, also the reason why they have bad teeth is because the poor people ate just vegetables and the richer people ate meat, which created more protein, more whatever, more mastication where their their teeth were a little bit stronger and better as to the potatoes and onions that they were eating down at the bottom of the hill. I spit in your general direction. (laughs) Critics agree that that the health effects of fluoride aren't fully known, and the addition to the municipality of the water can amount to unwanted medication. Some communities in recent years have ended the practice. In 2015, the U.S. government lowered its recommendation amount of drinking water for some children that got too much of it, causing white splotches on their teeth. So if you got white splotches on your teeth, a little bit too much fluoride in the old tap there. While such splotches are primarily a cosmetic problem, the American Dental Association notes on its website that fluoride, along with life-giving substances such as salt, iron, and oxygen, can be toxic in large doses. So the superintendent explained why he cut the fluoride levels in the water for this small town. Kendall Chamberlain, Richmond's water and wastewater superintendent, told the Water and Sewer Conservation Commission in September that he reduced the fluoride levels because of his concerns about the fluoride level because of his concerns about changing to its sourcing and recommended levels. So I guess they were trying to put it up or put it down. I'm not sure. He says he worries about the quality control of fluoride used in U.S. drinking systems because it has come from China. Uh, The assertion that echoes unfounded reports about Chinese fluoride. Oh, because the fluorides come from China. There you go. That have circulated online for many, many years. He also said that he doesn't think the state's recommended levels of fluoride is warranted right now. This is what he said. My duty is to take reasonable care for judgment and the protection of the public health, safety, and environment of my customers, he said by adding, also, to err on the side of caution is not a bad position to be in. Chamberlain did not respond to the Associated Press seeking an email for his comment as well. So what they were doing, he, you know what, he might have every right, but if he was to say, all right, folks... Before you burn my house down, listen, the fluoride that we're getting, it's not U.S. fluoride. It's Chinese fluoride. Well, their teeth are nice and white and shiny. (laughs) Yes, they are. But maybe a little too white and shiny. I don't trust them. I don't trust the Chinese and what they put in their water. Don't drink tap water from China. And they're trying to put this stuff into ours as well. So there you go. Don't, don't, he didn't trust them. And I, yeah, he's got every right to, but he needs to bring it up to people. Say, look, you know, this is what we're doing. This is the Chinese fluoride and so on. And this is the U.S. fluoride. And how do they compare together? And I don't know. He's probably a red guy. You know what I mean? Now, Halloween's right around the corner. Speaking of brushing your teeth and getting too much sugar and stuff, uh, Halloween's right around the corner. And, of course, there's I'm waiting for it. I think Halloween's, uh, today's the 19th. Halloween is, what, 12 days away, less than two weeks. I'm ready for the whole woke 
Halloween thing that's coming up. I know it's coming because think about it. This will be the first real true year that we've been able to go out and go trick-or-treating. We've been able to go out without mask on, literally like regulated mask, not the Halloween mask. And people, there's so much happened in the last two years or so where people are going to say, oh, this would be a great character. I've seen, I've already seen the Jeffrey Dahmer uh, characters coming out because of the hit on Netflix. I've, I've seen a whole bunch of other stuff where people are going to be triggered. They're going to be woke and everyone's going to be, oh my God, I'm offended. We're all offended. We should shut all this down. This Give it give it another 10 years, five years, six years, depending on who's in charge and who gets in office. Halloween is going to be abandoned. Well, if this person has anything to do with it, with the decision, it's guaranteed going to be abandoned as well. A Mississippi daycare worker wiped away tears as she apologized for scaring a little girl with a Halloween mask after worrying about her behavior left her unemployment oh, this past week. Staff member at Little Blessings Daycare Learning Center located in Hamilton, Mississippi, were allegedly trying to put a scare into some children who they thought had been quote-unquote bad. Four employees at the facility were fired from this incident that was shown here in this video. And don't forget for your podcast we do, we have matching video. I'm going to play this here in just one second. You tell me if it was bad. Speaking out after the troubled videos went viral on social media, one daycare worker who referred to herself as CC insisted that the act was not ill-intentioned. I wasn't meant to harm anybody. It was ill-intentioned. Duh. That's <laughs> what they said. Another quote that she says, the teachers asked me if I would do it or if they could use the mask to get their class to listen or clean up. I'm not a child abuser. So basically, they're scaring these kids into behaving. Workers claim that she made her plan of scaring the children known to the other members of the staff, but failed to disclose it to the daycare owner, Sheila Sanders, who owns this daycare. The daycare is under investigation at the workers caught on video appearing to terrify children while wearing a mask from the movie Scream. It's knockoff scream, according to scare the children into behaving. So if you want to see this video, let me switch it over to camera four so you can all see it as well as we're talking about it here on the air. And here we go. Let me uh, blow this up. Here we go. You tell me. All right. So this is a daycare. So the, the seats and everything are really, really low. The tables are low. The chairs are low. The kids are low. So here she is. She's got a just a regular outfit on and she's got a black scream mask on, you know, the white mask with the black eyes and then the black whatever headdress that wraps her whole entire head. So here you go. Are you being bad? Oh, you want me to take you outside? So that's what she said. She's like, you want me to take you outside? They're just getting revenge on the kids. They're getting out frustration. That's someone else with a mask on. So, yeah, I mean... It's a, all right. I will admit it. It's a little over the top for scaring kids and behaving. But don't we do that somewhere else in our society? Isn't there a, a program that takes kids that are bad and does them through the jail system? It's kind of prepping for them. You know, she's not going after the good kids. No, no, no. She's going after the kids that they deem bad in this daycare. All right, guys, stick around. When we come back, a couple more things to talk about, and I'll let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Proper Radio. I'll be right back. You're listening to Prophet Radio 24-7 worldwide. 
Profit Radio. Profit Radio. There's a little bit of new rock out there that I'm digging, but still pretty much I like the 80s rock, the 80s headbanging, the alternative. I'm, I'm, I try to be uh, multifaceted in my music listening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in. I'm into System of the Down. I like, you know, I went with my kid a couple times to the uh, war tour over here. It was it was good. It was good. I got turned on to a lot of stuff. Uh, Armor for Sleep, uh, good band. Yeah. I saw Amberlynn. Uh, you know, there wasn't a lot of good bands, but there was, you know, they were all, they all had their thing going. Right. Call 407 448 Welcome back to Deacon Lab. We'd like to hear from you, and the way you do that is to be part of the show. If you'd like to be part of the show at any given time, uh, the way you do that is go over to Profit Radio, P-R-O-P-H-E-T Radio. Click on the Be Heard section. It's a little blue bar, a little blue tab. It's got a little microphone next to it. Click on that. Opens up a microphone on your tablet, wherever you're listening to us at. Uh, we'd love to hear from you. And you can be anonymous, whatever you want. If you want to say hi, you have any questions uh, about the show or anything like that, or any questions you want to ask me personally, great. No problem. Get those questions in or, or your comments in, and we'll play it on the very next podcast as well. And while you're over there, grab yourself something for free. We got some magnets, some stickers, and all that stuff to give away just for showing up and being part of the show. It's that easy, guys. All right, guys, so drive throughs I can't remember the last time I went through a drive through if it wasn't like for a pharmacy. Like, I have to get just normal medication and stuff for, whether it be the horses, whether it be for the animals, or just medications and stuff. You know, when my dad living here, going through a drive through and going through a pharmacy and picking up something like that. But as far as physical drive through as far as like fast food or anything like that, who do you think? In your mind, with all the anyone who goes out there and eats fast food all day long, you filthy pigs, <laughs> you disgusting. No, I'm, I'm, I wish I could. I really wish I could, but I know what it does to me, and oh my god, and what it does to my body as well. I need to get a Brazilian butt lift. But who do you think is the fastest drive-through out there, and who is the slowest and worst drive-through out there? Now, if you live in our town, the beautiful town of Marshville, which is just outside of Charlotte, North Carolina, we have two fast food joints. We have a Wendy's, which is on one corner, and then a Bojangles, which is on almost kind of like two blocks down, same corner. And they can't figure out how to keep the doors open. It's one of those, nobody wants to work. Nobody wants to, you know, show up to work and, and do anything. So it's weird because Wendy's, for whatever reason, will shut down at like 3 o'clock. <laughs> yeah. Can you imagine that? Imagine your Wendy's in your town shut down at 3 o'clock because no one will, will work. Nobody shows up. That, you know, they did the, the breakfast shift, lunch shift. Three o'clock, man, I'm out of here. It's three o'clock. I got stuff to do. I got to pick up my little baby. I got to get out of here. <laughs> I can't stick around. You ain't paying me nothing but $27 an hour. I can't stick around for this because <laughs> that's that's the extreme that we live in. But as far as like the drive through you can't find someone to work the drive through I would rather shut the inside stuff down and just do the drive through all day long. That way, at least you can keep the doors open 24 hours. All right, managers out there, you hear me? Your little fast food restaurants, shut the lobby down. Just keep the drive through going. And just, you know, you still got to get people to work there. I don't know. I don't know what the answer is. But who do you think has the best drive through as far as getting your food out quick and 100% and who's got the worst? Well, 
There's a study out there. Of course there is. There's three people involved with it. There's a study behind it. And according, what's your answer? No. According to this study, Chick-fil-A has the slowest drive through in the country. A new study tracked 10 U.S. major fast food chains and revealed at Chick-fil-A, the dreaded drive through wait, wait times is an average of 8 minutes and 29 seconds, which includes spent time waiting in line and getting your food at the same time. KFC, Chick-fil-A's competitor, came on the top spot with an average of 5 minutes and 2 seconds. All right. So think of this this way, right? KFC mass produces all the chicken. Now, I like KFC as well. I'm not a big fan of them, but if in a pinch, in a snap, I'll eat there. So they mass produce. They know exactly. All right, we need, you know, 27 wings, you know, 47 thighs. We need 69 breasts, so on and so forth. Chick-fil-A has no idea what the people are going to order that day. Now, granted, they just do chicken sandwiches for the most part, but still, they have to do, you know, flip and turn and burn and Turn and burn is what they say. You know, turn and burn and get the, the chicken out. But it's fresh. You ever had a ch- um, KFC sandwich? You get home and it's like, how long has this been sitting here? You get a Chick-fil-A sandwich. Oh, my God. I'm glad that extra three minutes. I love it. So more studies have show that doesn't mean that the chicken sandwich chain is completely slow or in bad business. However, the caveat is the study is much weight time-based on the popularity. Chick-fil-A restaurants average 4.74 cars in its drive-thru, which is much higher than the average 2.76 cars of the remaining chain. So they're getting twice as many customers. Yeah, so shut up, KFC. <laughs> they're getting twice as many because you ain't doing shit right. You ain't got nobody in your line. Of course your line's going to be a lot slower. Chick-fil-A would uniquely become in first when it averages one minute and 45 seconds in the box. So there you go. Chick-fil-A is last as far as getting your stuff through there, but first as far as quality, food quality. The study was also partnership based on 1,500 drive through orders based on the chains across the United States. A list of restaurants were Chick-fil-A, Wendy's, Burger King, Dunkin' Donuts, McDonald's, Arby's, Carl's Jr., Hardee's, Taco Bell, and KFC being the quickest one getting it through the drive through Now, something that we need to worry about women this is breast cancer awareness month and studies have shown that women that get their hair done get their hair did you are at higher risk if you get it done frequently than most women out there that do not using hair straightener products with chemicals could raise the risk of developing uterine is that right uterine Developing uterine cancer, most common cancer affecting female reproductive systems in the United States. And black women may be the most at risk according to recent studies. National Institute of Health researchers was part of a 50,000 population sister study, which examined the risk factors of breast cancer and other health issues. More than 34,000 women ages between 35 and 74 participated in this research for over 11 years. During that time, there were 378 uterian cancer diagnosis, according to the National Institute of Health. Researchers previously found using permanent dyes and chemical straighteners could heighten the risk of ovarian and breast cancers. Hair products that are potential source of exposures to chemicals including both endocrine disruptors that impact our normal hormone systems as well as potential carcinogens are found in these products. Women who reported using hair straightener products permanent processes like chemical relaxers for example more than four times a year were more likely to get uterine cancer at some point than a person who didn't use these products according to this study. 
researchers estimate that 1.64% of women who never use hair straighteners would develop uterine cancer by the age of 70, but the risk is greater at 4.5% for frequent users. Don't forget for every podcast we do, we have a matching video as well, and you can see this article, this video in real time as we're talking about it here on the air. So here we go. This is... New studies suggest that women who frequently dye their hair are at a greater risk of getting breast cancer. A breast cancer surgeon at Princess Grace Hospital in London found a 14% increase in the disease for women who color their hair, according to the Sunday Time of London. Professor Kefa Mockbell, who works at the hospital, says that although further study needs to be done, he suggests that women should only dye their hair up to five times a year. According to the New York Post, Sana Heikinen of the Finnish Cancer Registry says that it might be, for example, that women who use hair dyes also use other cosmetics more than women who reported never using hair dye. Still unclear if the products are a direct cause of the disease, hair care professionals say that women should touch up their hair color every four to six weeks. So my wife, who gets her hair done uh, every, I think usually six to eight weeks is when she gets it done. You know, she was gray at, you know, 20 years old. She's got her mom's hair. You know, some women out there can relate to that. You know, you start getting your, your gray roots and stuff at 20 years old and you just don't want to, I don't want to be, you know, the silver fox out there. But yeah, she gets her hair done. I mean, full color, you know, crimp and curl and all that stuff and, and the straightener. Eh, yeah, I mean... Best wishes to all. <laughs> Is that the right thing to say? Be careful out there, or there's going to be a lot of nappy-headed hoes out there <laughs> running around because they don't want to get cancer. I understand that. I understand that. Please <laughs> it's refer back to someone else. All right, guys, stick around. One more little segment to get into. And for all you Lego fans out there, the ultimate Lego set has come out, but it costs more than the actual product that it represents. Stick around. You're listening to Deacon Live right here on Profit Radio. I'll be right back. Receiving me over. Racist gays. Excuse me. I think he's been hanging out with your brother. The black one? No. A half black one? No. What's Quarter a- black one? No. You're- so many brothers. Your other brother was mad at that we were in his trailer last time. Oh, Jack Dick Dickface. Yeah, it's Jacques Dickface. <laughs> Call 407-448-8800. That is awesome. Welcome back to Deacon Live. Make sure you go over to medicinaltechnologies.com and get your endo oil, organic uses for joint pains, inflammation, and also healing of scar tissues. That's medicinaltechnologies.com. Now, someone who's going to need medicinaltechnologies.com's endo oil is this race that happens over in, let's see, where is it at? Over in Belgium, there is what they call a beer run. (laughs) When I say a beer run, it's a run and chug type situation. Now, this year is no different than last year other than one thing. They changed you from chugging a bottle of beer to chugging a can of beer. And the whole entire field of runners were all completely discombobulated. The 8th Annual Beer Mile World Classic was held this past weekend on October 15th in Leuven, Belgium. And perhaps the most intriguing storyline about this debate the beer drinkers have been having for generations is bottles 
bottles versus cans. The Beer Mild World Classic, billed as the world's premier drinking race, where contestants must chug a 12-ounce beer of at least 5% alcohol by volume before each lap of the mile. It has been run since 2015, and the locals literally around the world, San Francisco, London, Vancouver, and last year, Manchester, have all joined this race. At least 13 countries were in attendance this year, with 68 total finishers recording an average time of just under 8 minutes and 22 seconds. Don't forget, it's only one mile. But the rule tweet, this main line this year, was the first time organizers of the Beer Mile Media required all competitors to use cans instead of bottles, which in previous events have been a choice of more runners. Bottles are known to be quicker to chug and create less foam while chugging. Beer Mile's chief chug officer, Chris Robertson, explained it via email. The main reason cans were used this year is because the host of the venue does not allow glass on the premises, which makes sense, like running on the beach. But the original rules of the Beer Mile dating back to the 1990s only allowed cans. So this event was also a little bit of a throwback. Bottles were not allowed and the official rules were not allowed until 2014. The decision was to axe the bottles and the runners had to drink a 5.2% volume Duplair, a Belgian lager. Worth noting that the cans have to be drank from top. They cannot be shotgun, you know, the normal opening. And the switch to cans definitely made time slower, Robertson said. Yeah, I'd be puking <laughs> if I ran and had to drink all that foam at the end. I would puke. Canadian Corey Belmore won the men's race for the second year in a row after setting a new beer mile record with four minutes and 28 seconds. Jesus, hauling ass in 2021. This year, he was only able to lay claim to the new canned beer mile record after finishing just under four minutes and 50 seconds. All right, so he was off by 12 seconds. That said, the back-to-back champion didn't have much need to run any faster. He won the race to the wire by beating the second-place finisher, Sweden's Emil Granskovist, by 15 seconds. Meanwhile, cans or not, the women's race was a little bit more chaotic. Imagine that. (laughs) Not a white claw. America's Elizabeth Lester crossed the finish line with what have been a world record six minutes and 15 seconds, but she was disqualified for drinking outside the allotted nine-meter chug zone. The second person to cross the line, Britain's Laura's Richies, was also disqualified, and so America's Melanie Posdol was declared the winner despite technically crossing the line third with a time of six minutes and 41 seconds. And yet, Robertson says the cans weren't to blame. There were a normal amount of disqualifications this year. The main reason reason for the or the athletes getting disqualified is having more than four total ounces of foam or liquid remaining in the four beers that they chug during this mile competition. Containers are collected during the race and measured for accuracy during the race. Even when using bottles, athletes still run into disqualifications issues if they're not patient about getting all the beer out in the chug zone. This is the first time where a person who won the world championship rent race ended up getting disqualified when you are going that fast and chasing the world record time, sometimes mistakes are made. So can to beer, beer to bottles. Uh, women just couldn't figure out how to do it. <laughs> no, they, they did fine. It's just, it's a lot more. I would squeeze... If I had a can, I would squeeze. Maybe there's something in the rules where you just, like, uh, totally stone-cold Steve Austin, you know, (laughs) squeeze, half of it runs down your face, and, you know, a third of it goes into your mouth. Now, the moment you've all been waiting for, Legos, which... They have never seen a recession. I'm sorry. 
Every time I go to see Legos, there is 15 different sets, 15 different styles. You know, it's Harry Potter. It's something called Ninja Warrior. It's something called Star Wars. It's space. They bring in city back. They're bringing all these different platforms, and Legos got their hands in it. I was showing my wife the other day. I always walk down the Lego aisle, and I look, and I go, God damn, these things are expensive. <laughs> and so we went grocery shopping because she took last Friday off. We went grocery shopping. And we walked down the Lego aisle, and I'm like, oh, look at that one, babe. Look at that one. And there was a small little Star Wars thing. I think it was a thousand-something pieces, and it was well over a 100 bucks. She's like, God damn. I go, yes, I know. And I'm, she's, she's like, come on, let's go next aisle, next aisle. And I'm like sitting there looking at them like a kid in a candy store. I'm looking at the Legos. I'm like, oh, God, I can make something with that, make something with that. And I say that, and she's bought me like small little $30 Lego sets, and I build them, and they just sit on the shelf. I don't do anything with them. But back in the day, you know, my childhood, that was my imagination. That was my creativity, was playing with Legos, building these huge metropolis scenes and stuff. Lego right now has built this huge metropolis of a car that has just showed up to the Paris Auto Show. A life-size Lego Lamborghini made 100%, I say 100%, the tires are not Lego. Everything else is Lego out of the car. Now, the car does not run, but if you'd like to see this video, make sure you go over to Profit Radio. Make sure you like us on YouTube. Make sure you like and subscribe as well. And I'll show you this car, and then I'll show you how they actually made it in time-lapse form. So here we go. This is a car that they made that appeared at the Paris Auto Show. It's the Lego Lamborghini. Alors, cette voiture, elle est composée de 400 000 pièces et briques Lego. Oh, she's speaking a different language. So hold on, let me back that down a little bit. So everyone's looking at it, taking pictures. Alors, cette voiture, so this car is made up of 400,000 Lego pieces. It took 9,000 hours of work by a team of 15 professional people to design it. Uh, but also to build using Lego pieces. Oh, all right. It weighs over two tons and has the same dimensions as the real Lamborghini Scion. So 16 feet long, three feet high. It's a fake motor in there. So anyways, there it is. So you see that, right? So here's actually what happened as far as them, how they came to be to build this thing. Closely with the design team at Lamborghini, getting all the details and lines as perfect as we could. At the end of such a project, you're always thinking, what more could we do? How can we keep this great collaboration going? After speaking to the design team... In so they already had a one-eighth model of the new Lamborghini out there in Lego form. So they're like going, well, let's make this thing in full-size form and see if we can do it. So here they go. FKP 37. To show what's possible with the Lego Technic system. With this in mind, we headed to the Lego facility at Kladnow in the Czech Republic. It's here that all those amazing outsized models and sculptures you see in Lego stores and Legoland parks are built. If anyone could make this happen, it would be them. We looked once again at the design cues of the Cyan FKP37 and closely studied the iconic Lamborghinis of the past. From our discussions with the Lamborghini design team, we realized that hexagon shape was something that played a major part in both the Lamborghini and the Cyan FKP37's design history. They started sketching and determining how the hexagon shape could be the foundation for the car's design. The engineers went to work figuring out how this huge complex structure could be built. And then the expert builders started their work. That's a lot. That's a lot. I mean, that they're bringing in like, see, they're assembling a car based out of Legos. The steering wheel turns. Special to make it unique. Here, the Lamborghini designers suggested using the skilled craftsmen who paint their cars to do something with ours. 
watching the craftsman adding a layer of color to the So I don't know if you know this, but Lamborghini, the colors that they produce are patented to their own design. So they're they're painting this Lamborghini with the green patented, or they're painting all the Legos the same green that they patent that they use for the uh, the Lamborghini. The Lego Technic elements was like watching an artist at work. There's only going to be 63 Cyan FKP37s made, and everyone will be unique. The idea of making ours unique as well was difficult to resist. We constantly checked in with the design team at Lamborghini, and new ideas and improvements were adapted into the build. It was here, for example, that the idea of adding lines of LED lights to the vehicle to enhance the design features came up. It also added some drama to the concept. From there, everything moved quickly. The final builds, the small details, the test of the electronics. Our dream had come true. The full-size Lego Technic version of the Lamborghini Sian FKP37 was complete. How did we do? It's really not up to us to say. It's the Lego fans and the supercar enthusiasts that will decide. But we're proud of the car. So they said that there's only actually, what, 63, 67 of the actual Lamborghini of this style is going to be made. And then one of them is a full Lego. There's a lot of stuff. 400,000 pieces of Legos. The only thing that's real on it is the, the logo and the tires. Now, there's no engine or anything like that. And, of course, they some kind of integrated, like, uh, LED lights throughout the body. So if you want to see this video or any video that we talk about here, here on Deacon Live, go over to Profit Radio, click on social contacts, and you can see for every podcast we do, we have a matching video. Make sure you like and subscribe and share to us. While you're over there, we'd love to hear from you. Click on that little blue bar at the very bottom of the page says Be Heard. It opens up our microphone, speak right into it, comes right to our inbox. We'll play it on the very next podcast. You can be part of the show right here on the air with me side by side. And while you're there, also get yourself something for free. Uh, fill out that little form there and uh, we'll send you out some magnets, some stickers, and all that stuff for being part of the show. All right, guys, on that note, I'm I'm going to let you get back to enjoying the rest of your day. My name is the Deacon saying goodnight. Goodbye. Wait, wait, wait. Come back. This is the end. The absolute end. Écoute-moi.